Hi, everyone. My name is Scott. Thank you for coming to the podcast. Just wanted to give you a little bit of info here. Uh, first of all, this podcast is about the war uh, against Israel. Um, it, I stand with Israel, just so you understand. Um, the person I'm interviewing is not someone I know. Um, I've got a LinkedIn connection with him. Um, he resides in Israel, so you can imagine what he has to say. We kept it very tame. I've added a couple graphics that were just on the news. Uh, just to show this so you didn't have to watch us uh, speaking. You could have some visualization to this. But I'm going to do more of this. Uh, it's time to take a stand on things. It's time to bring these things into focus. And I think these are going to have major impact on business. Uh, thanks for watching. I appreciate it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Today is a special podcast. I have a special guest, uh, Isaac uh, who resides in Israel. And um, uh, Isaac, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining. Uh, I know the situation in Israel is uh, is rough. It is not easy. Um, there are a lot of things happening. But before we jump into the, the seriousness of the issue, um, I don't think we ever met. You worked for HP at one time. I worked for HP. I was based in the U.S., so I was on the recruiting side globally for the company. Yes. In the offices that I would go back and forth, I'm currently in Metro Detroit, but I started out in San Diego uh, working for the division and and, cover, and then covering uh, not only uh, uh, Indigo division, but all divisions globally for the company. But I, I don't think we ever spoke prior to today. Is that correct? Uh, yes, I don't think we we ever spoke before, but it's interesting to to know that you were working with uh, Indigo. Uh, I was working for Indigo for ten years, and then mm. I was working for uh, the Cytex division. Mm. It's it's both part of the graphic arts uh, division within uh, HP. So I, all, all together, I was working for thirteen years for HP. Mm. I left uh, six or six and a half years ago already. So today I'm independent consultant. Uh, I'm um, helping uh, entrepreneurs uh, with their usually tech uh, um, businesses, but also I'm uh, doing some uh, personal finance consultancy for people in Israel. Um, when I was working for HP, it was great fun and a lot of uh, Really, I have great moments from HP. Of course, I know Haim very well. We work yep. together. I was working, uh, I was actually in charge of the supplies and media business for mm. Indigo for mm. a few years. And, I, and then I was uh, in charge of uh, Cytex uh, global marketing and business development. So I know the division, the graphics division, very, very well. Uh, wow. In HP. Yeah. Wow. That's. That, that's neat. And our paths never really crossed. So, uh, well, that, that's good. You weren't, you weren't losing people or hiring a lot of people. Or, we were hiring a lot of people. Yeah. It's both divisions were growing yep. very, very fast, as you know. Yep. So it's always fun to be part of a growing business. And I, I love this Indigo at the time. I mean, very much a startup back then, exactly. many years back, a startup, um, it was fun, um, but I've worked with a lot of businesses, startup businesses in Israel, and I know there are a lot of big high-tech sectors within Israel. Um, 
can you give me uh, pri prior to uh, recent events? Can you give me the uh, uh, you know your thoughts on startups within Israel? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, uh, first thing to know is that uh, all the big tech companies they have a huge or I would say very big development centers in Israel. Mm. That includes Apple, Microsoft, mm. Google, uh, Intel, um, all the big techs, Cisco, you name it. They all have development center centers here in Israel, which are growing and growing all the time. Uh, Israel is very known for its uh, tech-oriented uh, uh, economy. Mm -hmm. And uh, actually, um, that explains, I would say, the uh, strong economy in Israel. Israel is growing all the time. Economy is developed. It's actually developed already. Uh, GDP per capita is growing. Actually, Israel already um, um, surpassed the the leading European company mm -hmm. in terms of GDP per capita. Um, so I would say, in general, the economy in Israel prior to the, the recent event, was very, very strong mm. and growing. Mm -hmm. um, so not only the big tech companies, but also many, many small startups. Actually, I was managing three startup companies before joining HP. I was the CEO of three startup companies, all global, mm. all tech-oriented, um, so it's a very dynamic, interesting uh, economy uh, in Israel. I, I, I've always enjoyed working um, with is, is, Israeli startups. It's, it's different. So I've worked um, the Bay Area in the United States. Uh, startups from the Bay Area, startups from other regions within the U.S., and culturally, I think, just two different dynamics. Um, from my perspective, I see a lot of startups in the U.S. being being a lot of fluff. Um, and the startups that I've worked with in Israel, like they're they're rocket science. Like they're down. They you know what they're doing. They're focused. It isn't about. It isn't about being an entrepreneur and wearing that title and then coming up with something that isn't viable or their business plan was, you know, to be successful within three, five, ten years. Where I've seen Israeli startups that they want to be, they want to be viable right away. Like they're the seriousness and the, the way they approach business, from my limited perspective, totally different. And I, I don't like the fluff. I enjoy the bottom line. And I've always enjoyed working with Israeli companies because you just get right away. Like the company is going to be successful or it's going to be non-existent very quick. Like there, there's no, um, you know, fake startups uh, within Israel. It's a lot of very serious companies. So I, I respect that. And, I, you know, in, in talking this out loud, uh, I probably should have worked more companies uh, within Israel, uh, be better connected, because I, kn I know a lot of successful organizations have come from Israel. Um, well, well, that's good. So I, I really appreciate you joining. And, and let's talk about like what's in front of us today.
like Israel was was attacked. Um, we've seen pictures. We've seen the situation. But give me your perspective on on what you've seen and where you are today, and you know, kind of what's happening not only with yourself but then within business within Israel today. Okay. Um... Well, it's it's not easy. I would say it's it's very hard to explain the scale of the event. Uh, so I, Israel never had such an event, a terrible, terrible event. Um, as you probably know, also the listeners, uh, about three weeks ago, Saturday morning, a huge terror attack. Um, about 2,000 terrorists invading the southern border of Israel, attacking civilians, some of them at parties, uh, some of them uh, at home. Uh, I will save the description of these atrocities that happened, um, but it's really sheer evil what happened uh, there. I think most people in Israel are in shock. Mm -hmm. We never had this thing before. We did not even imagine that such a thing could happen. Uh, for sure, something went wrong in the, I would say, uh, army uh, keeping the border safe. Something went wrong on our side. But nevertheless, we never expected such an attack, a savage attack, a massacre. Uh, once again, I, I, I will save you the descriptions. Maybe you heard or the audience heard what happened. But uh, so I would say most people in Israel are in deep shock. Mm. Um, I think everyone realized today that uh, this cannot happen again. And the situation is that Israel has to do something drastic to basically uh, finish this uh, threat from the south, the Gaza Strip. Now, uh, I would say that uh, basically a war started between uh, the state of Israel and, and uh, the people in Gaza, the Palestinians in Gaza. But unfortunately, it did not stop there because today Israel is being threatened by <coughs> Hezbollah from the north side, Lebanon, and also the West Bank, the Palestinians. I'm not sure if uh, people are, uh, know that, but uh, Yemen, we, we just got some attacks from Yemen, which is miles and thousands of miles away from Israel. Of course, the Iranians are also in this... Uh, uh, thing so situation is very complex mm -hmm. not easy but at least today I think most Israelis are very much united we all realize that this is uh, a question of you know uh, either we we win this battle and uh, take out the the threats or Israel will, will not be here anymore. So I have no doubt that Israel will uh, win uh, big, 
but the price and the uh, what everyone here uh, suffered, this will not, uh, we will remember that for, I don't know, many, many, many years. It's a country in shock today, basically. It's, it, it is, and I, and obviously you don't want to describe the, out of courtesy, you don't want to describe the, what happened. But I think that's very important, meaning it wasn't that you had looters or rioters or people protesting or looking for something. They came in like, and I'll just be direct with this, like savages. Um, like we, and they came in with savages. And the, here's the here's the part that bothers me a bit. You were attacked brutally innocent people men women children babies um just the savage attack that happened and worse than worse than isis attacks worse than you could imagine you know a human being cannot imagine such horrors and a lot of these really. a lot of these people were wearing gopros and cameras and recording this so it's all on camera. It, it's all documented. So it's not it's not that Israel or the United States or anybody else is making this up. Like this happened. You and out of courtesy, they just don't show it. Uh, but I think it's very important the atrocities that really happened to Israel. Because everybody now is crying, Israel's now being too aggressive. Um I don't think so. And I, I publicly want to say I stand with Israel. Um, Israel does not have, and I think uh, this is a guess, but I think as time progresses, Israel doesn't have a lot of friends and friendly neighbors. And I think it's going to get worse and worse because as you mentioned, um, you're going to win the battle, but it's not going to be pretty. They will broadcast your side of uh, their side of what's happening in their way. And I think that's the one thing that I've seen with this war that has been different is the social media twist has been um, different than most. Like usually it's spotty coverage. It's not this type of coverage. But I think the enemy of Israel is being very good at manipulating the social media. And today people are very well influenced with social media which is sad. They're not looking fa at facts. They're looking at social media for influence, which, which is terrible. So I, I know you guys have suffered a, a lot. I I think that the enemy puts you in a position where you are very comfortable. And I think that's probably for any position, any country, when we get comfortable, we get, we get lazy. We put our guard down. We forget about things. And and I know us in uh, America, we've got a very short attention span. We can't remember things that happen. But frankly, it bothers me that we can't remember what happened on 9-11. Um, and our coverage of 9-11 just recently, minimal at best, nothing. So people have very short attention spans. I think that'll continue. It just saddens me that people are taking the side of the terrorists. I just would have never imagined ever that would happen but but 
but it happens. You can't, uh, I would say you can't fix stupid. Um, and the only thing I think the terrorists understand is, is force. It's might. Uh, they don't understand, um, you know, a, a ceasefire. I know they called for it. Somebody called for a ceasefire and Israel said no. And I just think that's a, an obnoxious thing to ask for. Um, nobody would have ever asked the United States to, hey, tamper down after 9-11. That would have never happened. And we would have just um, probably given them the middle finger, not been very polite in our response. And I know Israel's direct, but very polite in the response. So it's, it's, it's sad what's going on. And as you mentioned, all the other uh, countries that are coming to the table, things might get more heated. Um, and I'm hoping, yes, for sure. I, I'm hoping that we stand up in the United States and take care of our, our ally, Israel. Um, it's just, it's, it's a rough time and, and really saddened by the, the situation that happened in, in, from my perspective, you guys have every right to protect yourself and to make sure you wipe out that enemy because otherwise they're coming back. There is a lot of ignorance out there, social media, people are not aware of what's going on. And to be honest, also a lot of anti-Semitism mm. all over the world, including the U.S. today, unfortunately. But I think all in all, most people in the U.S. still support Israel. Um, of course, the Israelis appreciate very much the support of the U.S. A, a lot of connections, friendships, mm -hmm. shared values, you know, people working with each other. Um, so I think many Israelis really highly appreciate the support of the U.S. As you mentioned, there is no... For Israel, there is no alternative. We are going to win big this battle. Despite what's going on on social media, despite what everyone says, this thing will not happen again. And I also personally think we should not care about what other people are saying. We just need to do what we need to do. Just to give you the scale of what happened in Israel, and many people don't know that, Israel is a very, very small country, mm -hmm. the size of New Jersey. Mm -hmm. Actually, New Jersey is a little bit mm -hmm. bigger than Israel. So one night, this attack, uh, 1,200 people brutally murdered, women, infants, uh, young girls, uh, elder people. Um, if you look by the number of people in Israel, uh, it's like uh, you take the 9-11 and uh, double it by 20, okay? Just to get the scale of this uh, savage attack on Israel. This is huge. This is huge for the state of Israel. So we are not going to uh, care too much about what other people are saying. Israel needs to do what it needs to do, and we will do it. Yeah, and that's that's good. That's going to be a hard thing to have stamina to do, because you'll hear. Uh, my guess is there'll be a lot of repercussions, because historically that's what's happened, and that's what you see already. Um, 
so from my perspective, just keep doing what you're doing because nobody's going to be for you. And you'll, you'll hear a lot of, it's, it's the, it's the bad things that talk the loudest, uh, obviously. Those are the people that, uh, that you'll hear from the negative. And I'm, I am like you very surprised at the anti-Semitism that's going on around the world. I just, uh, unbelievable. It's, we're we have this uh be kind to people be nice to people this gender bs that's going on and how we have to respect other people's opinions on everything but soon as israel does something it's then we can discriminate against israelis and and jews i i don't understand that like it's it's sickening it's sad um uh, and it it bothers me every time I see it. I can't watch the news anymore because of all this garbage that that's happening. And I think that's probably the best thing for everybody. Just don't watch the news because you're going to be fed one line or another. And it's, I, I think like you mentioned, it really doesn't reflect everybody in the United States. You hear there's, there's certainly groups of crazy people. Um, and I think you'll see those groups come out because now they have a, an audience, but it's, it is it is sickening what happened to Israel, um, and I don't I don't blame Israel for going out and and winning this fight decisively, and then obviously there'll probably be other people that'll want to uh, to join that battle, and hopefully the United States sticks with you guys. I I heard we're sending more more troops in, which is good. I hope that doesn't stop. I hope we continue uh, because you're you're. Like you mentioned, you're a tiny little country surrounded by nothing but people that want to wipe it off the map. And that's that's their goal. That's what they've said. So it's it's terrible. So uh, exactly. So and also I, I can I, I think most people in Israel realize that it's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, more, you know, it's not going to be easy. It's not no. going to be fast. It's going to be dirty. Mm -hmm. But. There is a consensus in Israel that it, there's no there's no choice. We just have to, you know, we have to stand for what Israel is. People really don't realize it's more. It's it's. I think a combination of anti-Semitism and ignorance. People just don't know. I don't want to get too much to politics. Probably it's not the right, you know, the right. Uh, time and place to go into politics about, you know, the, the, the state of Israel, the Palestinians. It has nothing to do with politics. It's two different cultures. Mm -hmm. It's two different worlds. And the fact that people support around the world, support the Hamas, it's like supporting ISIS, but worse. It's like supporting the, 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 the killing of innocent people, the beheading of infants, the rape of women. It's, it's unbelievable. And for no reason, these people were civilians sleeping in their beds, young people celebrating parties, celebrating peace. Most people around the Gaza Strip supporting the Palestinians, give them jobs, mm -hmm. give them water. Uh, give them education, give them whatever they want. So we're talking about cultural war rather than 
just uh, politics. People don't know the meaning of Palestine. It's a lot, there is a lot of ignorance that we will not get into right now, but I was saying all of that just to say that uh, Israel doesn't have any choice but to win this battle, and this is what is going to happen. Yeah, and it's it's terrible. And I I've heard, and I don't know who said it, but if if uh, Hamas puts down their weapons and calls for a ceasefire, there'll be peace. If Israel does that, you guys will be slaughtered. Like it's this is one sided. They just want to kill you, and and the fact that you're um, protecting yourself um, now that's an outcry. It's just it's terrible. Um, it's, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, I, I wish you guys well, um, that's tough. How, how is, is there anything in business happening? Is business, tell me what the state of the, the business is in Israel today. Yeah. Well, obviously, uh, um, it has a lot of impact on business, mm -hmm. on the economy, most people are uh, just uh, uh, joined the, the reserve, uh, yeah. going back to the army, uh, protecting the borders. Um, I would say that the, the economy is highly impacted yeah. by this situation, uh, especially small and medium uh, businesses. Um, people are talking about uh, maybe a recession that is coming up so uh, yeah of course uh economies uh we had a, a big uh stop in the economy yeah. um, it will have some uh, implications as we move on but as you know after a war usually there is a big uh, rise up uh, a, a huge growth mm -hmm. and i'm sure it will happen in israel also yeah yeah, there's a big uh, buildup after after wars. Typically, it's just br yeah. brutal. Obviously, to go through them, it's tough. It's you know what's the 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 I would say uh, what's kind of a surprising the Palestinians the, their economy is going to really going down to zero basically. Mm -hmm. Israel, on the other hand, is going to grow and rise and develop. And so it's like, you know, these people are hurting themselves all the time, all the time. Because Israel economy is strong and it, it's going to get stronger after the, the war. But the Palestinian economy is going to go down and down. So Israel GDP per capita is, is multiple, multiple times compared to all the all the neighboring countries, and of course comparing to the Palestinians, they take the money that they get from from all over the world and they put it to rockets. By the way, I didn't mention that, but in the last three weeks. Thousands and thousands of rockets um, are thrown at Israel all the time. We have sirens here from every day. Maybe even during this discussion, we will need to stop it, and I go to the shelter and come back. So it's it's a war zone, but 
they are going to pay a huge price, and Israel will pay the price, of course. It, we paid we paid the huge price for what happened three weeks ago, uh, but we will uh, we will uh, prevail. We will uh, eventually we will uh, get out of it stronger. So the rocket situation, it's what I see on the news. Israel is really dominating this battle. And um, still with that domination, from the Gaza Strip, there's still rockets being thrown. Like, how do they have that? You know, I've heard about the tunnels and those things. But how can an enemy that is getting pounded on and hiding in hospitals and doing all those things, how do they still, how are they still able to shoot rockets at you guys? Like, Well, Israel is not like them. So theoretically, we could just bomb the entire area, killing a lot of civilians, including the people hiding in hospitals, and then... Technically, two days, everything is over. But we, we, we cannot do that as a, as a civilized country. So we have to go in a different way. And it takes time, you know, it takes time. And uh, trying not to kill innocent people or people who are not involved in this conflict in Gaza. Gaza is a very populated area. So it takes time. Um, but, you know, we started the discussion with the high-tech in Israel. For people outside of the U.S., maybe you see it on the news, I don't know. They shoot rockets, but we have the Iron Dome. So every time I go to shelter, we get a siren. And then two minutes later, I hear three, you know, big booms in the sky where the Iron Dome just finished those rockets mm. in the sky. It doesn't hit the, the... Usually, it's like almost a 100% success rate. Wow. That, High tech. That is, that's amazing. It's amazing how, how well that works. Um, yeah. It would be a whole different discussion if that wasn't in place. With all the rockets. And oh, for sure, for sure. By the way, it, it we would probably have this operation many years ago mm. if we didn't have Iron Dome. Yeah. We are all constantly thinking in Israel about how to defend the civilians, where they think all the time how to attack civilians. Mm. It's 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 the opposite mentality, mm. the opposite. Their tunnels, it's not for their civilians, it's for the fighters. They're shooting rock, rockets from schools, from hospitals, at directed at civilians, not at the army. And they're hiding behind civilians. They take them as human shields. It's two different cultures. It's very hard to explain, you know. Um, that's the situation. Yeah, and you're you're right. And how do you battle? How do you battle humanely an enemy that does that? It's, and that's. I think that's. 
I mean, if I'm the enemy, I'd consider that your weakness, that you guys are afraid to be aggressive. And that's hard to bet. That's really hard to balance. Look what happened today. Yeah. Israel is doing its best to fight, you know, within, I would say, the, the uh, Geneva Convention yeah. and do everything as, uh, you know, any country should do. And they see this as a weakness. Um, and the entire world is, you know, against uh, the state of Israel. Uh, instead of thinking about the fact that Israel is fighting for its existence, basically. Israel is fighting ISIS. Um, you know, but many people are not aware that uh, there is a risk that it will get there to their country. I don't want to get too much into politics, but at some point it will. And, you know. Yeah, we, we can always we can always blame other countries when it's not happening in our neighborhood. Like, yeah, it, exactly. if this was happening in the U.S., it would be a whole different. We want to kill them. And, like, I think we would, we would have a, a different response, certainly. Like, and, and at some point, this will happen in the United States. I mean, you talked about borders and things like that, and we've had border problems and things we haven't addressed. We've, at some point, we're getting too comfortable, and the war will be, uh, we won't be as fortunate as, as we were before. I mean, there are many people around the world that don't want peace and are willing to do whatever it takes to, to get their ideology or whatever they have across. A, a um, it's just sad. It, it, it's really sad. I, I don't want to take up too much time, Isaac, but like, I'd love to do this again. Like you mentioned the safe room. Us, us in the United States, we don't have safe rooms. Like, and I think Israel is one of those countries that you guys are prepared because you have to be prepared. But I'd love one day to, to tour your safe room or to have more discussions on pr preparedness. Cause I think, I think, as I mentioned, we drop our guard in the U.S., and I think we need to be prepared. Um, and I think Israel is a good example of of showing us guidance on how to be prepared, uh, and we could take take those tips and advice. So I'd I'd love to have that discussion with you um, if you're open to it, and I'd love to continue as this progresses uh, to continue to talk about the situation in Israel, but. From my perspective, we stand. We stand with you guys. We stand and support Israel. Um, it, it's just we just don't. Whoever's doing the attacking, it, it, it's 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 savage, um, and we stand. We stand by you guys, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, at some point, um, we'll be able to visit each other in person, uh, say hi to each other when things calm down. That would be great. But I'd love I'd love to have you on again if you're open to that. And and there's a lot of lot of things to discuss. We won't solve the world's problems, but we can at least enlighten people on what's going on. Sure, Scott. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm open to that. We can do that. Sure. And thank you very much again for your support and the U.S. support. It means a lot to to many people here in Israel, to Israelis. And yeah, we can we can do do it again. Sure. Well, stay safe. Thank you very much. And uh, uh, st stand strong. Uh, if we could do anything, let us know. Sure. Thank you very much. Thank you, Isaac. Take care. Bye-bye.